Let me ask you a question. What does it take to unlock potential, to discover what's truly possible in business, to create a new normal? It takes one thing, a leader who raises the bar, who sets bigger goals and higher standards for your business, your team, and most importantly, yourself. I'm your host, Katherine Binkley. I've scaled businesses for over 17 years, and I've helped my clients make millions of dollars without sacrificing their freedom by building and leading high-performing teams. Together, we're going to explore what it takes to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business. This is The Elevate Effect. Hey there, and welcome back. Today, I have Brittany Dixon. She's a business process and systems consultant for creative entrepreneurs, and she specializes in helping her clients create, document, and refine structures and systems in their business to save time, create freedom, generate income, and make a big impact in their own way. Thanks for joining me and welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. So tell me a little bit more about you and your journey. How did you get started? And feel free to add any more details you want to include in your little intro, any personal stuff, that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually started off in the wedding and event planning space. I was in hospitality and customer service for a while, and I thought I wanted to be JLo and be a wedding planner. I was always good at all the details. I was that like crazy 16-year-old with like color-coded binders and labels and things. So I thought it would be a perfect fit. So I actually dived into that, did that for about a year, found out quickly I loved back-end logistics and planning, but not so much weddings. (laughs) So I actually worked for a corporate restaurant doing a similar thing with event planning and catering for about four years. I was actually let go from my job and decided to jump into this entrepreneurship world. But when I first started, I actually was a professional organizer. So I went into people's houses. I helped them declutter. Uh, I'm actually a mom of twins. I've got Mm -hmm. twin girls at home. So I decided that my niche would be helping twin moms organize their life. (laughs) Um, So I did that for about six months and then realized I needed help running, like learning how to run the business. So I hired a business coach and then she introduced me to this amazing online business world. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of when I shifted into the online space was in March of 2017. Uh, found some really awesome groups that I was part of, saw all these people doing amazing things. Um, and I was, I was really doing like productivity and organizing coaching when I first got in. But what I found in doing that was I was working with so many business owners that couldn't even spend time doing what they started their business for because of all of the backend systems and processes and disorganization in their business that I niched down and started doing that. So really, I help those visionary entrepreneurs that have like the plan and the dream that are not good at the execution and actually creating the structure behind their business. I help them refine all of that so that they can actually spend time doing what they started the business for. So uh, basically, I went from organizing events to organizing houses to organizing businesses. So it kind of all came full circle. Yeah. So natural progression and definitely needed in this space. Yeah, for sure. The importance of that firsthand. So before we hop into talking a little bit more about the systems and structures, and I'm excited to talk about that, but first, tell me now what's going on in your business that's really lighting you up? What lights you up 
and excites you and makes you want to do this every single day? Yeah, yeah. So a couple things there. So my kids are like the whole why behind this. And when they come in and they see me working and doing this thing that I love doing, I just love that I'm showing them that they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk about it all the time. They're like, mom, I want to have clients when I get bigger and yeah. I want to have my own business. And I bought them a like kid entrepreneur book. And my daughter yesterday was like, oh my gosh, mom, I want to go look at that book. Let's read that together. So that is like the big why behind it. But What's really lighting me up is that I'm seeing these people that I'm working with then able to make a bigger impact doing what they're doing. So I'm basically creating a ripple effect because the person I'm helping to organize their business and and make their business more efficient, they're then able to do what they do better. So I never wanted to be like the Tony Robbins on a big stage impacting people. I've always been the behind the scenes person, but I really feel like what I'm doing allows other people to go out and make those big impacts. And that's, I I love the ripple effect of what I'm doing. So kind of twofold, but that's that's what I'm loving right now. Yeah. That's incredible. So what, what are the types of clients that you serve? Who do you work with? And yeah. I mean, obviously there's this big impact. So what does that look like? I'm sure you work with a lot of different types of people. I do. Um, what I do is pretty general. I could really help anybody, honestly. Um, I love focusing on smaller businesses because I am in the small business space and I just see so many amazing people doing amazing things. Um, I work with a lot of creatives. So anybody that has that creative mindset typically doesn't have the structure and process mindset. And those are the people that I work really well with because I kind of have best of both worlds. I am somewhat creative and then I'm insanely process oriented. So um, I can really relate to them. But I've actually been working with some like social enterprises here locally, which is really awesome because then I'm seeing the impact they're doing with their business. And that's, yeah, that's kind of who I love working with are those creatives and those people that are trying to do big things, but need some infrastructure in the business to help. (laughs) Gotcha. Okay. And so you mentioned visionaries. And so these are people who have the big ideas. They know what they want to happen, but they need the help making it happen. And I know all about that because I've, for a long time, of course, I operated in both seats as most people do. Most start out in a solopreneur role, um, especially in this online space. But then eventually you find yourself in this spot where you need to transition, you need to delegate, you need to hand it off. And you know how you do things. It's what you have done and it's why you started your business. But now you've got to create a way to explain that to other people and to make it up to your standards. And that's where you come in. Yes. Yes. So that's what I have really seen is that the the person that's ready to scale and they are ready to make a bigger impact, they can't bring on the people to support them on their team because they don't have a lot of that stuff in place. And everything has been in their head up to this point, which makes it really difficult when you're trying to make that transition. So one of the things I like to tell people and kind of the movement behind this is I'm trying to get people to just switch that mindset of, I know, I know systems are not sexy. Systems are not fun. It's not the most exciting thing to document your processes, but to spend that extra 30 seconds documenting the things that you do is really going to save you a ridiculous amount of time in the long run. Because then when you bring on a person, you can pass off an exact checklist. You can pass off recorded videos of you showing them exactly how to do that. Um, And there's amazing tools out there now that allow you to just 
record your screen and talk while you're doing it. So it, it really just encourage people to switch their mindset instead of thinking like, oh, I'm too busy to document that. Think about it long-term as in if I do this now, I'm going to save myself time in the long run. But yeah, it, it, it is difficult because systems are not sexy. They're not the hottest new marketing tip and it's not the most fun thing to do in your business for most people. For me, it is. But <laughs> just really switch that mindset and document the things that you're doing to make it easier when you start bringing people on. Right. And the thing is, it might not sound that sexy, but it certainly will be in the long term when you absolutely <laughs> and you're making more money because time is money and yep. systems help speed things up, not just freeing you up from time, but actually helping onboard new hires faster, get them up to speed, making sure everything's done up to quality. Like there's so many benefits. So maybe yeah, yeah. Sexy, I, ju- I just went through it. I just brought on a new OBM mm-hmm. to help with customer support. And I was able to basically onboard her legally and into the business in like an hour and a half by going through a Trello board and processes and all the things. Um, And that right there saved me an enormous amount of time so that we're not having to go back and forth. Like, oh, how do I do this? How do I log into this? How do I get in here? Um, it, It really does save you lots of time. There's actually a case study, Starbucks, right? So perfect example of repeatable processes. Um, I think it was something in like 1989, they had like 27 stores or something. And now we know how many they have right on every corner, but they weren't able to scale. I say that quickly, obviously that's a long period of time, but they weren't able to scale that way without having repeatable processes that they could just pass off to the next store. And obviously like in the solopreneur space, we're not really looking to do that much scale, but to be able to scale it all and to bring people on, you have to have repeatable processes in place. And even for the customer experience, like you want your customers to go through the same experience every time. And if you have messy systems, it's hard to do that. Yes, it is. <laughs> systems aren't helpful at all. And so I, it's interesting. You mentioned you just went through this. You onboarded someone in an hour and a half. That's amazing. I just brought someone on board as well. I've got a, two, a new team member and we are at the time of recording this two weeks in essentially. Yeah. And I did, I did have some processes in place, so that's great. But a large part of what I'm working on with her is doing these things you're talking about, like recording videos and documenting processes so that it's clear. What advice do you have in that onboarding phase? I mean, what's, what's the best way to get started? Yeah. I mean, it really is just creating those checklists. And if you haven't done it in the past, it is going to take longer. Um, But really just thinking about all the things that you need to bring that team member on. So for me, like I have them sign an NDA, I have them sign off on a contract. Um, I get a W9 from them up front. I get a bio from them and a headshot. It it just saves you time from having to get the stuff down the road. So just thinking about all those things that you will potentially need in that working relationship and creating a checklist and a way to collect that information up front. Um, and it is, I mean, I I changed my process for this person from the last person, just because Mm -hmm. you are learning constantly. So just know that if you put a process in place, like that doesn't have to be the process forever. And it's not going to be when you grow. And when you change stuff's going to get added to it. But that kind of goes back to that mindset switch of like documenting things. And when something changes, changing the process document when something is updated, making sure you're making the changes because then it's going to save you so much time in the long run. Yeah. I need to more formally 
document this because I've onboarded a team member in the past. And so I had, I use Asana personally. So I used um, Asana and had tasks to onboard the last person that I brought on. And when I got ready to bring this new hire on, I just went back to the completed tasks from the onboarding project for that hire and created a new checklist. So yeah, way I kind of, I kind of did it without intentionally doing it, but it's, it wasn't yeah, yeah. a document. So I think that... And that's, that's really what it is, is, is having that checklist. And instead of having to think through that checklist again and create a new checklist, you're literally able to copy and paste it and repeat that process so that you have the same experience. Um, now, again, you have to add stuff. I had to add oh, things yeah. to mine. There were things that changed. That person's in a different role. So you may need different things for them. Right. But at least having that baseline of like, this is what I did when I onboarded the first person. I need to do this and then add some things. Um, that Repeatable processes will take you really far. <laughs> gotcha. I believe it. I've experienced it. And, and I tell people like, it is totally fine that you have built an extremely successful business with messy systems. Like, that's absolutely okay. But the problem is you can't go to the next level and you can't scale until right. those things are refined, until you have documented everything, you've got processes in place for every aspect of your business and your tools and softwares are all working together instead of you having a million different things in a million places. So mm-hmm. um, you can build successful businesses with messy systems. I've seen it time and time again. But if you want to go to that next level, you've got to refine things. That makes sense. And so you mentioned in every aspect of business and we touched on onboarding, but what other major areas of your business should we be focused on when we're talking about systems? Yeah, Are there absolutely. So CRMs, customer relationship managers are another huge area that I see people have lots of inefficiencies. Um, either they don't have one and they're using their Facebook messenger, their LinkedIn messenger, an Excel sheet, sticky notes, business cards, that's how they're managing contacts or they have one, but they're not fully using it and they haven't integrated it with their other tools. The CRM is the lifeblood of your business. Those are all of your contacts. Those are your leads. Those are networking collaborations. And if you're not properly following up with people, you're leaving money on the table. I did this in my business. When I first started, I knew I needed a CRM and I had one, but I wasn't fully utilizing it. And I was using Facebook Messenger, which especially in the online space, a lot of us do. And there were times that I would scroll through and somebody was like, oh yeah, send me the thing. I want to start working with you. And I hadn't sent it to them, hadn't set a follow-up. And then a month had passed and I lost that lead. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have some sort of structured CRM and way to keep track of your contacts and your follow-up, you are leaving money on the table because I did it a lot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Till I learned. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So... There are lots of CRMs out there and it might, I don't know, is there one that you recommend or does it completely depend on type of business and all that? Um, So it is going to depend slightly. Um, I do have a trifecta of tools that I typically recommend because they work extremely well together. And most of my clients are service-based creative entrepreneurs and it works really well for that. Um, The CRM I use is Pipedrive Mm -hmm. and it's very visual. It's very easy to use and it's very mobile friendly, which is nice if you're on the go for your business. And it's just a super simple way to see your pipeline of people and how much money you have in each stage. And then I basically use PandaDocs for my client onboarding. So proposals and contracts and payment. And they tie together. And then I use Trello for project management and it ties together with Pipedrive as well. So um, those are my 
favorite three tools and I've implemented them for so many of my clients and they just love the flow of them because there is not an all-in-one tool out there. There's some of them that have tried, but there's just not that are doing it super successfully. Got it. Okay. So cool. Thank you for sharing those. And I know I'm going to go check them out. Um, Okay. So what other areas? So that's a couple of areas we've mentioned, the onboarding and the CRM. Are there some other major, and we don't have to go deep into each one, but just different areas to touch on? Yeah. So project and task management obviously is a huge one. Um, Having a streamlined way to manage your projects and your tasks and your team members and your clients really all in one space. I know you use Asana for this. Mm -hmm. I'm a Trello girl, but you have to have something Yeah, (laughs) and you have to use it consistently and you have to be in it daily to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're actually getting your stuff done. Um, So yeah, project and task management is huge. The client onboarding is huge. Um, I would also say your like social media workflows because that was the first thing I outsourced. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm in um, the process of handing that off right now. Yeah, so social media workflows, blog workflows, um, basically all the steps you do in the back end of your social media because when you pass it off to a VA, you obviously want it done the same way you're doing it. So tell them, hey, this is what I do for Facebook. This is what I do for LinkedIn. This is what I do for Pinterest. And then they can just follow that process. So those are really big ones, but really everything in your business is a process, right? (laughs) Like literally everything is a process and has a checklist of things. But a a lot of those things that you know, once you start scaling, you're going to pass off like social media, like website updates, like podcast management, making sure you have really great workflows for those things first so that those are the easiest for you to pass off and give to somebody else. Cool. Yeah, you're right. It is really every aspect. So your finances, bookkeeping, it, I mean, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Client. I mean, if you think about it, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is a process, right? Like there's a checklist to that. (laughs) That's actually really funny. I remember, and I don't remember all the details of it, but I remember doing some exercises, maybe even as a kid in the classroom where the teacher like asked us to write out the step-by-step process for tying your shoe and for making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then called people up to the front to demonstrate. And yep. it's hilarious. The differences that you yeah. see. Oh exactly. yeah. The differences yeah. and the steps that are completely left out. And the rule was like, no, I'm sorry. Like if you didn't say pick up the knife, then you can't use the knife just yeah. the peanut butter. <laughs> like you forgot that step. And so it was a really funny. And that's, that's how detailed your business processes need to be. Because if you are not there, and you're passing it off to somebody, especially in our space, it's virtual, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm passing it off to a VA who lives in Alaska, right? Uh Um, If you forget that one important thing that you don't think is important because you already know, she's not going to know that. They're not going to know what that step is. And that's how detailed you need to be in your processes. Literally step by step, every single checklist item needs to be documented. And that's what especially in our space where solopreneurs are doing everything themselves. Um, it's really hard to take that extra time to document that, but it's so important for once you get to that scaling phase. Yeah. And I know for me, rather than trying to think through each of those steps, I know you mentioned video recording before, and that's exactly what I do. I just yeah. hop online and 
I've got to do it anyway, because I haven't, like, if I haven't handed it off yet, then I'm still doing it. And I'm like, okay, this is the last time I'm going to do this because I'm going to record myself (laughs) doing it and explain it as I go and then hand off that video. Yeah, no, that's, that's honestly the fastest and easiest way to do it. And if that's all you do starting out, do that. We can document them later and actually create process documents and create checklists and things like that. But if that's the like least thing that you do is record how you do a blog, record how you input somebody into your CRM, record how you're creating a funnel, that's the fastest way to do that and pass that off for sure. Got it. Okay. Oh, so many more questions. I'm like, okay, so you create all of these. Where do you recommend (laughs) storing them all? Do you just store them in like a Google Drive folder or do you... Is there something magical? So because I live in Trello, I actually store them in Trello because then those cards can be copied and those checklists can be copied for each time I do that task or if I'm passing it off to somebody. Um, There are some softwares out there that are actual process documenting softwares. Um, I think one is Process Street is one of the options. I mean, there's, there's quite a few out there. Um, I'm an all in one kind of girl. So if you're already yeah. using a tool that can do it, you might as well just store them inside of that tool. So you're not having to add an additional tool to your tool belt. But yeah, I store mine in Trello because I've got a whole board of processes. And then when my team members come on, one of the steps in my onboarding process is to invite them to the board and they can search for any process that they need. Um, obviously they're all organized by type and all of that because that's how I work. But yeah, then they can go in there and search for it. And it's not you don't have to come back to me to ask me something, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay. So if someone is listening right now and they're thinking, okay, this, this all sounds good. What's the first thing that I need to do? Like what's the very first micro step that you would recommend? Yeah. So I think just documenting your day is probably the best way to do that is to write down the things that you're doing throughout the day and then assessing that at the end of the day and basically saying, what things can I outsource? And in order to outsource that, what things do I need to document? Um, because really, I mean, even though our days change, we kind of go through the same flow of stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the same like cycle of things that we're working on. So I would say document everything you do in one day, see what you can outsource out of that list, and then write down the steps that you'll have to take to be able to outsource that and what processes you need processes you need documented. Okay. And then if the same person is like, okay, I want to take this even further and I want some help, then I know that you can help them. So where can they go to learn more and what resources do you have to help them get started? Yeah, absolutely. I have tons of free resources. I do Facebook lives and videos and content all over my Facebook, which is just brittanyandco.consulting. I'm also on Instagram, but that's kind of more like the personal brand behind the scenes of Brittany and Co. But I do have some Trello resources. So I have a content planner that they can get to help them with their content marketing and being able to outsource that. That's been the most amazing thing that I've put in my business. Um, And then I have a Trello course, like a full on teaches you how to take my entire system, put it in place in your business and have an extremely organized business management system. Um, So yeah, I can definitely give you the links for those so they can check them out. It'd be awesome. Okay, perfect. Yes. I will drop all of those in the show notes so everyone can access all of those goodies and, um, hopefully get a little more organized in their business. Yeah. Now, a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it is, it, it, it's a lot, right? So it saves you time if you do it, 
but it also saves you like a lot of mental energy because you're not having to go through those checklists and those processes and those things constantly. So me putting this stuff in place in my business, like I've seen my mind get clearer, which allows me to be more creative and actually work on projects in my zone of genius, as opposed to like thinking about all the tiny, tiny details of the day in and day out, which I think is what I'm trying to help with those visionaries that want to do these big things, but they need all the stuff to run those big things. So, yeah. That all sounds really incredible. That sounds amazing. So any last words that you want to share? Um, just get organized, just start. You can't, it didn't get like this in a day. It did not, your business did not get disorganized in a day. So it's not going to get reorganized and re-streamlined in a day. So just start somewhere, just record one video for a process, just document one thing, and then just integrate that into your daily schedule and just do that consistently. And obviously the ones that take top priority work on those systems first and just, just do it because it makes scaling a whole lot easier when you have those things in place. All right. That's incredible. Thanks so much for joining me. And thank you so much for having me. If you're ready to scale, then go check out Brittany and all that she has to offer. I know that I want to chat some more and I hope that you'll take the opportunity to chat with her too. Until next time. If you're loving what you're learning on the podcast, subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you send me a screenshot of that review, I'll give you free access to my CEO scorecard. This is the same tool I use with my multiple six and seven-figure clients to help them up-level their role as CEO and achieve massive results. This resource is typically available exclusively to clients in my coaching program, The Elevate Effect. If you're ready to learn how to elevate your leadership, your team, and your business, head over to katherinebinkley.com forward slash The Elevate Effect and join us to reach your next level of success.